With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 112, Butterfly. This is your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I'm so glad that you tuned in this week to the Purple Pants Podcast. If you're not already, please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. We are there. Write a review. Give your baby boy some five stars and hit that subscribe button. Now, what's going on, Purple Pants Posse? How is everyone? doing okay listen we in october can you believe it we are in october already and you know every month you know i always like to post a zaddy calendar a hot girl calendar photo and you know over the weekend i really got emotional because it was october and sunday request is miss october and it really just kind of like sunk into me that she is no longer in the physical form with us um and so i just you know tweeted it out and the response that everyone got you know people were saying such nice things about her and you know she was the ultimate survivor and you know when i reached out to her to be in the hot girl summer calendar she was like me you want me i'm like oh my god sunday would be such an honor and i'm just so glad that you know when i think about I do the calendars and I do all of this stuff. It, uh, there's a lasting effect. And for me, like I'm literally getting goosebumps, uh, talking about this, but like for me, it's, Sunday will be forever our Miss October and it's just so good to have that remembrance of her um, so you know shout out to Sunday you are not here in the physical form but we know your spirit is still strong um, yeah so I had somewhat of a busy weekend um, you know the weather is changing it's warm during the day and then at night it gets really cold and I've created this outdoor oasis for myself on my backyard but I'm like you know what I don't want my plant to die now if y'all remember with the g-nats i put a lot of my plants outside and they seem to like i don't i may maybe the g-nats they don't like outside so i had to like unhook all of these plants that i hung um and i like brought them in but i'm like oh my god i need to make space so then it kind of sort of turned into a 
fall cleaning, getting rid of stuff, getting making room for space. And I, I don't know if you guys are like me, but I when I start to do something, I get really dedicated. Like I, you know, the plan was just to make room in my living room and in my dining room. But then when I started moving plants around, then I'm like, you know what? I need to like rearrange my couch a little bit. Then I move my couch and it's all this stuff behind my couch. I'm like, why is this stuff here? So then it really just turned into a full mode, not spring, but fall cleaning. Cause listen, we getting ready. We entering in fall like butterflies. Okay. You listen, we are butterfly. Now we might be going into our cocoon this fall and winter, but just know we are going into that cocoon so that we can blossom and form into a beautiful self, beautiful form of ourself. Okay. Which is why I entitled this episode butterfly. Okay. I may, you know, they could remind you of dead relatives in butterfly form. Okay. Xander, but listen, I'm really excited for this week's episode. So let me just stop jibber jabbing and give y'all the rundown. So this week we got the church announcements and on the menu this week we welcome back ghost island winner wendell holland and we break down the survivor news and you already know it's a real housewife of potomac week so my kagian sister and house hunter star jatia hart taylor is giving us the rundown on the last two episodes of Real Housewives of Potomac and Bay Bay, if y'all not been catching up, woo, woo, it is getting juicy. And then we got the freak of the week. So listen, let's get this party started. Oh, come on, come on. Yes, let's get into these church announcements. <laughs> We are on to this week's church announcement. Listen, church. Okay. I got three church announcements for you guys this week. My first church announcement is bang, bang. Listen, my friends over at CBS Survivor. Who listen? They didn't reach out to your baby boy. They said, baby boy, you know, season 43 and 44 is coming up. And listen, we need an amazing cast. Okay. We got some tapes, but listen, we need amazingness. So they said, can you spread the word? I said, listen. I'll spread the word if I could submit a tape myself. So listen, guys, I know a lot of you that listen want to be on Survivor. And you're like, oh, my God, how can I be on Survivor? It's simple. Go to CBS.com, click on the Survivor page, and click on the casting. And listen, submit a video. It is so important for you to submit a video. I can't tell you how much importance that is and they watch every video like I sold you in my survivor story I literally sent in a 45 10 15 second clip and they called me back from that so if you guys are interested listen okay we're on the street is they are casting for season 43 and 44 so go over there to survivor cbs SurvivorCasting.com and submit your tape, okay? And then listen, when you on the next couple of seasons of Survivor, listen, I'm going to talk about you on the podcast. The next church announcement, I want to let y'all know that Zaddy Kellen, this is going like hotcakes. They're going like hotcakes over the weekend while I was spring cleaning, okay, and watching the Squid Game. Listen, y'all had baby boy. 
not getting no sleep because I was up watching the Squid Game. Okay, shout out to Lady Booker 12484 on the Twitter. She tweeted me like a week ago and said, baby boy, you need to watch it. And listen, I was hooked. But in the meantime of cleaning my house, bringing the plants in, I fulfill all of the Zaddy calendar orders. So listen, you should have got your tracking number. But I'm telling you, they're going like hotcakes. Don't wait till the holiday season to get it because it might be gone. It's a limited edition this year. So make sure you guys get your Bryce Isaiah 2022 Zaddy calendars. Click the link in my bio on Twitter and the Instagram. Okay. Shopify Bryce Isaiah. And listen, bless your life. Bless your 2022. Okay. When you come out that cocoon as a beautiful butterfly, listen, have you a Zaddy to look at? And on the last church announcement, I was just, you know, perusing the Instagram and you know how you could say socks and all of a sudden they keep showing you socks while I was like talking to myself, which I do a lot. If you listen to the podcast then you know, and I was like thinking, what should I name this episode? And butterfly came to my mind. And while I was perusing the internet, I stumbled across this poem and I really just, you know, it kind of like reminded me a lot. And I just wanted to share it with the posse. Okay. I don't know who needs to hear this, AKA Ali Lasher, uh, but, and myself, uh, but it goes, we delight in the beauty of the butterfly but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty from Maya Angelou. And I just want to share with you guys that with the seasons literally and physically changing, um, you know, with your life changing, uh, sometimes we don't take a look at how we got to where we are and we all are on a, a road to a better us. And Sometimes we get to that beautiful butterfly stage and we don't even realize it. We can't even appreciate us being in the cocoon, working for our goals to graduate, working on that goal of a relationship, working on that goal to mother or fatherhood. And, you know, it's a process. And I think that we all look at the glitz and glamour. Oh, my God, look at that beautiful butterfly. But listen, it started with that caterpillar. So I just want to encourage somebody to trust the process and congratulate yourself along the way because you are in that metamorphosis to turn into the butterfly of you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
It's a man who? It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. It's a man who? It's a man you. Me and potatoes like we cooking up a great stew. Your mug, you make me uncomfortable, thug. Go that oh. way. Oh, oh, that's how we start. Grill. Oh, that's how we starting the surviving news off with you rapping. You can't rap. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm it down. Yes, I can. I got bars. You bars. Rap. Grown man bars. We out it, here. It's giving not what it was supposed to give. We are back this week, minus Wendell rapping because he can't, and we already know what you looking for. I got that heat. I got that smoke. What you looking looking for? Okay. And what we looking for is idols this week. We are back with another week of Survivor News here on the Purple Pants Podcast. I am excited that I got my good brother, Wendeezy Holland, in the building. Okay. Wait, I'm in another room. I don't have my, uh, my bell. I'm going to run and get it. No, no. The podcast is I'm going. You can't run and get it. I'm going to get it. <sighs> Y'all see what I had to deal with Purple Pants Posse? Like, it just don't make sense. It just doesn't. I'm back. Also, I wanted to tell you, Rob texted me this week and was like, what is Wendell doing with a bell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you get. That's <laughs> what you act. get. All right. We got the bell situated right here. It needs to be close to the mic. Let's go. Let's go. So we're back. Episode. I mean, t- I mean, is this episode two or technically episode three? We say in episode two. See, I like it to be episode three because, you know, I know exactly boot, why. You know, then it's like you had one, two, three episodes. Not if it's a two-hour premiere and you go home on the second episode. But what mm. do I know? So break it down to us. What's going on in Survivor this week, Wendy Yes, yes, yes. Another another fun episode, if you ask me. We start out on the Green Tribe. And we start out with Brad running around because he sees because he sees J.D. and Ricard walking to get water. And according to Brad, you don't need two people to get water or whatever he said. So he decides to pull a Tony and sprints down to the beach around and nestles himself, hunkers down into some leaves and whatnot to spy on our guys, J.D. and Ricard. Not nestle himself. Uh, I thought it was interesting because I thought, Brad, you're doing too much, baby boy. Just a little too much. And it really gives us a sense that, like, Brad doesn't really have a great sense of the game. Because, I mean, as us as viewers watching, we saw J.D., under attack essentially at tribal and like i had said last episode i don't ever think that jd was questioning brad's loyalty i think that he was questioning ricard shanny and uh i was about to say uh sarah um and so again brad does not have a great read because then he comes back and he's like i don't know if i can trust jd uh you know (laughs) last night at tribal and then you know he splint sprints over and you know i i was cracking up because he was like all I can hear is them saying he and it's only three guys in the tribe and if two of them at the well then I must be the he but what took me out was when baby boy ran back to the beach before they would get there and it was cracking me up because he told Shan he's like yeah they're they're, they're at the well talking about me and Shan was like uh, okay mm-hmm. and and 
her confessional, she's like, if he'll spy on them, what makes me think he won't spy on me? Yeah, so he came back and gave her uh, something, and she, it kind of, you know, she was like, I don't know if I can now trust this guy. So he kind of, he kind of showed his behind a little bit in doing that. And I don't know, I don't think it was necessary, but Brad, Brad seems like a very straight shooting kind of guy because we saw in episode one how he literally told people <laughs> that he was voting for that he was voting for them. So like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm questioning. Um, I'm questioning Brad's survivor savvy right now. Right. And I think it's more of a social game. I feel like Brad works on the farm. We know seeing Brad's backstory. Uh, he worked on the farm with his dad and I believe his dad had recently passed away right before he went on survivor. So I'm just thinking that like, he might not have the social awareness in the sense he's isolated. He worked by himself. And so like, you know, his word is his word. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said before, he's somebody that you would definitely want to make an alliance with in the sense of I feel like he would be very trustworthy. However, I don't think that he really gets the dynamics of the social aspect of it, which could be a huge downfall. Now, how far do you see a Brad going in the game? See, I see, I see, I see a brand making the merge. Yeah, so if they if they were to go if if they were to go to tribal again, which I question they would because um this yellow Yasa tribe is is turning into kind of a yes. hot mess. It's it's turning into kind of a hot mess of a of a tribe. But um if they if if Ua the green tribe was to go to tribal um would yeah, Brad, I think I think Brad is a loyal number. Then we also have Jeannie, we have Jerry, JD, we have Ricard, and we have Shannon. Shan. Um I don't yeah, Brad is like Brad is such a loyal guy, it seems, that that anyone could kind of give him his marching orders and he'd go go with that. Like kind of like when I was on Ghost Island with Angela, she was a loyal person and you'd basically give her her marching orders and she's voting with you so yeah i think i I could see brad getting past the merge yeah and the only reason why i from the three episodes because i'm saying it's three i don't care oh goodness from the three episodes that i get from brad is that i don't know if we're talking survivor resume i don't know if he'll be able to build a big enough resume i agree with you on that oh oh okay (laughs) I had to use it, had to had to get it warmed up a little bit. Annoying. Um, another thing that what I loved about this green tribe was, uh, again, Survivor in the editing. Uh, for me, it's the personalization that we're seeing something uh, that we haven't really seen since like the very early on of Survivor is that we are getting to get to know the people and not only know the people by their story we're getting sound bites we're getting videos we're getting photos and mm-hmm. it really touched me with Ricard uh talking about why he wants the million dollars um you know he's got a young family at home his husband is pregnant and i love the fact that you know we get to see the different dynamics of like an lgbtq plus family and you know he's with a trans man and you know it's not oftentimes normalized. So I love that Ricard is bringing this other dimension to Survivor. And it's not just about like the game Survivor. For me, it's really about, you know, getting to see other people and how they live their lives. I love it. You know, I'm always here for the representation. Now, mind you, 
Okay, Ricardo uh, shady, but yes. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. He's just the type of shady that I like, and I feel like on this episode he alluded to the fact um, that Shan is his closest ally because mm-hmm. Shan went right to Ricard and told Ricard that Brad was trying to create a Tony Spy Shack 2.0. So you know, Ricard is able to get these relationships with Shan. I'm pretty sure he might be close with Jeannie. I don't know. So I'm really loving Ricard thus far. Yeah, I like him too. Um, and one thing to just add about the representation on this season, um, you have, I, I, I love that there is a good LGBTQ um, just representation on the, on the season. Like you said, Ricard's, hu- Ricard's husband um, was pregnant. So Ricard's husband is a trans man who before who had a baby previously, right? So, or if, or if you could help me help me unpack that, but I just because it's something that I haven't sat and thought about for a while. It's like wow, I can see this totally different person and understand a little bit more or learn a little bit more about that community. Right. And it has nothing really to do with Survivor. It's just about the awareness and the fact that Ricard is there telling his story. It's what I love so much about it. And, you know, it gets people curious. And, you know, when you're curious, educate yourself, Google, figure stuff out. And so that's, again, what I just love about the representation. And of course, we've got the people of color, but there is so much representation in the LGBTQ plus community on this season. I love it. And Um, if I if I could just add one more one more bit to that. And what I think is really cool is, and I don't want to, I don't want to stay on that. Come on in guys topic, but I think that it really shows that that community, the LGBTQ uh, community is not a monolith because the first per the first person to say that they were fine with the guys statement was Evie who was in that community. Right. And then um, Ricard came back and said he wasn't fine with the statement. So it shows that they can be, um, they can both be in this community, but just as we Americans have different perspectives on things, the two of them have had different perspectives on things. Absolutely. So, and so. it's all about being respectful. And, you know, Ricard said that it bothered him. So they stopped. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I just love the fact that it was received well, um, not on the Twitters or the mm-hmm. Internet, but, right. you know, in real life. Um, but yes, back to the game. Yes. So we didn't got the green tribe. Um, and I mean, I, what I loved about this episode was it wasn't a two hour episode. Um, you love that. I did love it because I felt like it was a lot, especially with these twists. I had to do my homework. I got to mm-hmm. remember stuff now. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Now, That's real. <laughs> we jump over. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Let me shut up. Yeah, shut, shut your mouth. So <laughs> we, we jump over to Levu, the blue tribe, and Ooh. we see, um, we saw our buddy Deshaun. He's not able to make fire. He's trying. He said back home it took him and his people like 13 hours to make to make fire. Um, But then our boy Nasir, Nasir. who in the the first episode, he looked a little um, he looked like he might be on the chopping block or whatever. But it seems like in the second episode, he's getting his footing. He's he makes the fire. They flash back to his uh, Sri Lankan town and they show it's it's like a like almost like a small village. They show an outhouse and he's like, man, I'm used to I'm used to being out there in the elements. I can make fire like it's nothing even without Flint. He said then we see him 
getting a like throwing a piece of wood up at the breadfruit and knocking that down. This man oh, yeah, not serious yes. can survive. And another thing about that uh, was when Deshaun was making the fire, uh, Nasir didn't run up and be like, because mind you, this is something I would do. I would have been like, let, get in here, Deshaun. Let, exactly. let me do it. Good, like, good move. And I was like, oh, okay. Deshaun, although in the first episode, he might have been a little antsy going around spilling the tea. He really kind of like, and it's, it, it, it is moves like that that I believe at camp really uh go a long way because if he would have got up and like overshone that to uh Deshaun it could have put a, a bad taste in Deshaun's mouth however mm-hmm. he sat there let him try for 45 minutes then he got up there and lit the flint and had fire uh but you know I think what a lot of people don't understand um and maybe you can speak to this a little bit because you had a little bit more time on the island but listen for the very, the 11 short days that I was on the Kagiyan beach what surprised me was how much downtime we have and I know it's a shorter game but it's still a lot of downtime when you get up with the sun and go to bed with the sun and a lot of your tribe people can get on your nerves it's like Mm -hmm. the little things that they do and so sometimes that can like ultimately like change your reason of why like literally like do I want to get Wendell out because every morning his breath stink and I'm tired of smelling his breath every morning like Mm. you know stuff like that can really you know don't do that Uh, but it can really kind of harp on you so I think that that was such a smart move of Nasir not to kind of like overshadow uh, Deshaun and really give him a tribe but I think I'm not sure who was on the tribe the other girl in the tribe basically her confessional was like it's very clear uh, Nasir is essential to this tribe like we wouldn't be able to function without him so that was Sydney I believe Sid, I think Sydney yeah sh- shout out to Sid now it also puts a huge target on his back too because you know if you're so essential uh, mm. then people are you know automatically thinking like well could I be him in the end although you know you gotta get to the end but still like these this is Survivor it's 26 days now like you know all of this is in play yeah so yeah and Nasir he's he started off kind of snitching episode one Oops. so now episode two he's kind of trying to fit in a little bit but again he made fire like it was nothing that does like you said that does kind of make you think hey if it comes down to final four this is somebody that i can't beat so something definitely for them all to consider um we also learned that deshaun is a med student yes amazing man i love it i did i i, I didn't do my research and to hear that i'm like man it's it's good seeing his brother out here he's great at puzzles he's very uh he's very social like i'd love to see i'd love to see his path this season i want to see him go real far for me what i loved is the backstory about deshaun and i want to know and i'm gonna have to reach out to deshaun after the season over to figure this out there was a um a back like when deshaun was telling his like story about his family um it was (laughs) like this dad was like one more i don't know if he was like one more time or something but it was like i was like is that deshaun dad is doing this overloop (laughs) or did they just get some random person to like say that but i would think that it's his dad uh that was saying the the overloop i don't know what he said i got you i got you deshaun said I stick to the three D's discipline, oh. dedication, determination. And then all of a sudden you hear that voice, right? You hear that father voice. Remember them three D's. Yes. Remember <laughs> them three D's. Listen. Okay. Purple pants posse. Y'all stick to the three D's too. Okay. Oh. <laughs> ah! 
out of here. I'm gone. Okay. I just heard. I heard. I heard senior in that voice. I just heard. That's that black father, man. That's right. like, yeah, like telling you. And uh, so it was. It was good to hear that too, man. I, I really like that, and I like that Deshaun spoke about his father. Uh, you know, and instilling those three values in him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So if we can just move on a little bit. Okay. All right, so we we covered uh, Ua and Livu. Then we jump over to Yasa, the Yellow Tribe. Ooh. And we start Ooh. off. <laughs> well, that's the hot mess tribe, I'm telling you. We start off with Xander. Uh, he's wondering where Voce is. And he asks Liana. And then they're basically like, well, these, it's just the two of us. We need to split up and go look for something. Or go. <laughs> we need to split up and go look. So Xander takes a little stroll. And the music starts, you know, ramping up a little bit. We see some B-roll of a spider and of a snake. And, you know, I think we know what's coming. Xander finds the beware advantage. Oh, yes. And this advantage is, you know, it it says beware advantage on it. And we've seen some kind of uh, advantages that have kind of bit you on the butt a little bit in the past or things that we... Right. Sorry, I'm sorry. I was thinking think about the three Ds, not the three Ds. Okay, five, four, three. <laughs> so, so we see we see this advantage, and it's like, okay, this can this can go one of two ways, or it can be something that is helpful and hurtful. So, Xander opens up the beware advantage, and it's a three way shared immunity where you have to announce a secret phrase. <laughs> You have we'll get to the we'll get to the phrases. You have to announce a secret phrase at the next immunity challenge. And if the if the people from the other islands have found theirs and they respond with their secret phrase, then your idols become um, powerful. Then they they get their power. So but go ahead. okay? because I took my notes this time too. And if you the beware part. Mm. Is that until the now this is was my question. Okay, here I go. How about to explain something, but then I got a question. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Purple Pants Podcast. <laughs> so you don't have a vote until the idol is activated. Mm. Now my question was, can it be activated with two people or you have to get all three people? My answer is you need all three people. And my question is this. Keep it. (laughs) I don't want it. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Right. And, and so, so you have, you have to say this, um, this, this (laughs) pronouncement at when you get to the challenge. So, uh, let's see. Let's see what else I have. Okay. We have a few different secret phrases. We have the secret phrase that Xander found is, and I quote, I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying hi. (laughs) So that's one phrase that has to be announced in front of everyone. The second phrase is I'm as confused as a goat on an astroturf. Now that I feel like that can be, uh, I feel like a sentence, like saying that you're super confused can kind of be slid in there when Jeff is talking to you at the beginning of a challenge. True. I also, well, read the third one. Okay. The third one is, Dun, dun, dun. Dun, wait, dun. wait, 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 wait. Uh, say it in a um, say it in a, a say it in a seductive voice. In a seductive voice. <laughs> Hold on, I don't even know why I'm laughing. Hold on, wait. Okay, go okay. ahead. 
the third way to achieve the shared immunity. I, I don't know if this is. Yeah, that, that, it's not giving seductive. It's not giving seductive. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it going. Is. <laughs> I didn't realize this until now that broccoli are just a bunch of small trees. <laughs> broccoli is just a bunch of, I mean, that's kind of true. Broccoli looks like small trees, but that's something that someone has to announce in front of everybody before a challenge begins. Yeah, that one was the worst one. I think the way Xander did it uh, was great. You know, he basically was like, he's tired um, and, or I forget how he like suaveated in there. It was weird, uh, but he did it. Yeah, uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of like he's exhausted. He's like kind of like losing it. And and this is what he and this is the 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 ramblings that come out of his mouth. Right. Um. So I was worried about how he would do it. Uh. I think we need to point out the fact that. So um. I know Xander. Uh. I know Xander through the baby boy Jack um, Atkins from the circle. They are fraternity brothers. Shout out Jack Atkins. OK. Shout out to the Zans. And so, you know, I, you know new little little bit of Xander uh, before he went out on Survivor and Xander is the nicest person ever okay mm. and um, I, like you know when I met him I was like oh, okay but it's funny to see it on Survivor because I'm like baby boy what is you doing mm. like so I understand that he feels as though Evie is his close alliance. Um, however, in my mind, I feel like it should be Volce because y'all just did the water challenge together. Um, so I just feel like that should be your closest alliance. Uh, but he finds the idol. And this is what I couldn't figure out. Cause when you watch the episode, he turned around and then there is Evie. And who was with Evie? Was it, um, was it he Voce? Was, Voce. Yeah. He tells them all. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like now, mind you, if I, I, it's hard to see if whether or not he was in the predicament where the only option really was to tell them because they just pulled right up on them. But I would like if I were him, I would have just told them that I got an idol. I would have not read everything um, out to them, let them read it and touch it, because ultimately it backfires and it backfires in the form of who I'd like to nominate as the player of the week this week is Evie. Okay. All right. Um, are you ready to explain why, or should we continue to unpack this, this decision of Xander's to just share this with people? But that, I feel like that's the same Xander that we saw last week where he, where he went off to the island of extra votes or whatever we want to call it. And, uh, and where he, where he, he received his extra vote. Didn't he tell, didn't he ex, Tell the people about that, about his journey out there and what happened out there. Well, right. Everyone did. Like you, you would have to tell them something. You can't come back and be like nothing. I was just chilling. Right. Well, I I say that to say that he's he's spilled the beans already and now he's continuing to almost overshare. So, yeah, he's a super nice guy. But man, I disagree. I don't feel like he's I don't feel like in that particular moment he overshared with telling them about the going up and what happened because you have to tell them. I feel like he's being a little bit love you, Xander, but a pushover, because if you remember, he didn't even want to go to the island. 
They were just like, Xander's kind of like the most trustworthy person, so we'll just send him. He like went on and did it. I feel like with this, he offered up that information to them thinking that they were like close, yeah. but you know, the one thing that I have learned from my 11 days is that, listen, you have to play a game of one on Survivor. Like, you can have your allies, but like, if you the only one that's bringing something to the Pollyanna, Mm-hmm. to the potluck dinner mm-hmm. like you know everybody needs to bring something yeah. and I just feel like that was uh yeah like I was not happy with that decision on Xander and he shared it with Evie who shared it with Leanna and Tiffany okay so yeah now now everybody knows about your little secret and further uh, these people that you didn't share it with understand who you're super close with and who you aren't close with them right. so uh, yeah so that's a uh, it's, and, it's tricky. Yeah. And Evie shared the phrases. So now if they are at tribal or they're at the immunity challenges and someone says the phrase, then it automatically puts a target on their back. Mm-hmm. So Evie is really loading her alliance up like with information. And I, I, I've heard a person or two say this before, but in the game, information is power. Certainly. Now, and and she's using information as currency because she goes to... This is the, the challenge. Get to the challenge first. Okay, let's talk about the challenge. So we, we get to the water challenge. Um, Xander says his quote and I love how they edit. they didn't they didn't have to edit it crazy because if someone says something so outlandish as um, as I truly I truly believe that butterflies are dead relatives saying see, hi if I were on another tribe though I would be like I get them like I would be like me and him connect like I would be like I get it you know on my season okay you know on my season I was a caterpillar okay oh and I was gosh. in the butterfly effect stage of my life so mm. I, I would get like I, literally in my head I'd be like ooh I like him uh, okay alright well um, I, I don't see any Bryce Isaiah's out there this, <laughs> this season so Xander says his quote and they flash everyone, everyone with the most confused looks uh, they got my buddy Danny's kind of like smiling weirdly they all start kind of like giggling and then it just continues and it was a it was a funny bit and he because he was saying it to try to get someone else to say their quote obviously no one found anything because nobody else said their quote okay but uh, it was Xander I, looking around though for me when Xander, after he said yeah. it and like looked around. Yeah, he was waiting and he was baiting them. And I, so I got a question for you, Bryce. So, okay. Cause then I got another question. Okay. So my first question is if d- does, and I don't know if we have the answer to this. Does Xander have to continually repeat this at every, um, at every competition or now that his sentence is out there, he just has to wait to hear other sentences. So my question to you is, say if I had the idol and you are Xander and you said the butterfly thing, do I then have to say my statement? That's like, how do we like, that's my, that was my question. Like, how do we activate it? Do I then have to say the same statement or do I have to be like, oh, I agree with you? No, no. I think the, the three statements have to be proclaimed. But so in other words, if, if you heard um, if you heard Xander say it right at some point in that challenge, you have to say it as well. I have to say the same one or I have no, to you say, say different. you say your statement, you say the the broccoli look like looks like little trees or 
you know, you say whatever you, statement that you, you found. Because um, I okay, because I'd have been like, you know what, Jeff, I agree with him. I've been so confused. Last <laughs> night I was thinking about broccoli, <laughs> and you know, they really are just little trees. <laughs> so i I think I think that would be a great way to do it. Uh, my other question is, if you're Xander, now that you've said it once, and you got people thinking you're uh, a little strange, do you now just instead of going to the challenge and just announcing it do you just wait now wait and if someone makes one of these announcements you can then either make yours or wait to hear another one so if i'm xander every other challenge i go to i'm just gonna wait and listen if i hear it from two people if i hear these two people say it then i will say it but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be the first one to offer it up anymore but see, this is my thing, though, because, you know, I'll be sneaky. So basically, until this thing is ignited, Xander doesn't have a vote. Yeah. OK, now. OK, now we about to get now we about to get into the hypothesis. But mm. tell me this. This this is how my brain thinks about Survivor now. So say if Evie share that information with me mm-hmm. and I go to tribal or immunity, I don't have the idol, but I say the Ooh. statement to make Xander think that it's initiated and to think that he had like you know what I'm like that like that's where I like I'm getting real freaky dinky with it you are Bryce Isaiah with a hot take ladies and gentlemen like you know my question to that is once it's initiated, do you get some kind of tangible? I'm sure you probably get like a little parchment or something. So, so like what you would never to, you need you, to make a fake I if you're Evie, you go next level. You you share this information with someone on the other tribe and they make the announcement, but you have to couple that with some kind of fake idol needs. No, like, because then is, you would have to run up and put the fake idol but no, the plan wouldn't work. Because they <laughs> they be getting the paper when they go to vote. So what you like when you going up to vote, I'ma run and be like, Ooh, excuse me real quick, Wendell. <gasps> And then go back to my seat. Jeff would be like, what the hell? <laughs> no, there have been times when things appear in people's bags. Oh, so maybe, oh. maybe, maybe, maybe once oh. these announcements are made, this thing just appears in Xander's bag at one point in time when he's back at his, uh, his original island. And then, you know, but this, that's, that's getting next level because Evie would have to communicate with people on both of the other tribes and, or yeah, what's the uh, game called? Pass it down the lane. Uh, whisper, whisper down the lane, or telephone, or one of those. Yeah. So we're back at the uh, challenge. Yes. So we're at the water challenge. Boop. How would you do in a water challenge? I would do great. My dive would not be that great. I would just jump in. My, my dive wouldn't be on the level of uh, Brad. My dive wouldn't be on the level of Xander. My dive wouldn't be on the level. My my dive would probably be on the level of Shanny. Okay, Shan Shan was doing something with her arms before she she. I think she practiced her dive. Shan was doing her thing, but um. So in this challenge. The first two tribes are immune, which is always a good it's a good thing when you're out there because you have you have more shields. Um, And so, of course, the blue tribe, they get out there and do their thing. That's uh, that's Luvu, right? Um, Yes. Now, the green tribe, they they get out there and do well. Right. Mm. But our. Hot mess tribe. So, so, yeah. Yes, yes. What's up? So, they, what happens? So, so, when, when, how do they get so far behind and, and when, 
When is it like, when is it out of reach? Because it doesn't Xander start off and he's swimming strong, right? Xander starts off, he's killing it. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, he decided not to, this is another thing. Nobody ran across the beam. Everybody was like screwing. Okay. Only person that ran across the beam. Okay. Was Shanny. She ran across the beam like Jesus walking on water. Come on. Can I, can I get an amen? Wait a minute. Did she or did did Liana? Cause Liana was looking like a beast out there too. Uh, maybe it was Liana. My bad. But but her tribe was just so far behind. Right. right. Her tribe was so far behind. Xander went, killed it. Mm -hmm. Then it got to Heather. And Heather struggled from the beginning. Um, and you mean Tiff, Tiffany, 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 mm-hmm. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, she struggled from the beginning, and at one point, it appeared that she kind of sort of gave up. And I just, in my head, was thinking like. Did Abraham tell y'all? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Did Abraham tell y'all? Mm-hmm. Y'all? Did Abraham tell y'all? Did Abraham tell y'all? Did Abraham tell y'all? What Abraham say? What? 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 Abraham say? Keep the tribe strong. What? 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 Abraham say? But anyway, strong. Oh. Okay, so whether or not it was right or wrong, he went about it the wrong way. And so Heather is really showing Heather, Tiffany, Tiffany Tiffany is really showing us that she physically she might be uh, the weakest link. And it took her forever to get across. uh, And then Probst was even yelling, yelling at her. Right. Probst was in Probst form. Yes, it has been a disaster this entire season. Like, bruh, this this season is we're a couple days in. So we're two episodes in right Prost was letting him know he said he was like let's go Tiffany screaming at her because yeah she she was taking a while on that balance beam and it seemed like the other two tribes were dust in them they were and then in the words of Jeff Probst she dig deep and she got across mm-hmm. then my home girl um what's her name who Liana Liana kill and beast it boom 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 we get yeah. to the it's uh, a puzzle that they have to put together. Mm-hmm. A turtle. A, a giant turtle. turtle. Oh, you know, okay. I was happy. Shout out to Kimmy. And not for nothing, uh, the Green Tribe kind of sort of was doing a thing a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Blue Blue Tribe is just on point. Like, they're all good. They're B-set challenges, B-set puzzles, right? The Green Tribe... It seemed like they were they were doing well, but at some point, um, some things had to be reshuffled a little bit. But they were solid, and they had that time advantage on their side. So when the Yellow Tribe Hot Mess Yasa pulled up finally at the at the um, at the puzzle, it was it was just too late for them, right? And unfortunately, the Green Tribe lost. Mm. Uh, shout out to who won the blue blue did a uh, Deshawn. Yeah. Shout out to Deshawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we find out that. The blue and the, is it blue and yellow? Blue and green. No, blue and yellow. Blue and yellow have to send a member of their tribe to, uh, I don't know. What's the name? What are we going to call this island? Uh, pick, pick, take a vote island. Okay. I don't know. So it's, well, you have to make a choice out there. Um, and then you usually get an extra vote. Okay, so extra vote island, extra vote island. That's not that clever, but okay, we'll go with that. Extra vote island. So it is Evie (laughs) and Deshaun and Bebe. 
When I say Evie was on her, like I felt like Evie was running like for mayor of extra vote Island because the way that she was playing Deshaun and not really playing it, but like, you know, like you said, information is power. And Evie was absolutely using information as currency. Um, she knew about the vote. And so she shared it with Deshaun. And what does it have to do with her? It only puts a target on Xander's back and she's spilling all of the beans to Deshaun. So, um, so and on the walk up, she's saying, hey, look, I'm willing to forego. What, 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 what's the terminology they use? She's basically saying, I'm not going to risk gonna my vote. She's going to play it safe. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that means you can risk your vote and that means you get an extra vote. So she's basically giving him something on the way up because, because she knew what was, what was on the back end. And also because they're about to go to tribal council. So she needs to hold her vote. Um, so, but she also says, what did she, she said the, she said that Xander has the, the idol, the, the, the beware matured, idol. Yes. Right. The beware advantage that hasn't matured and he has to announce these things and other people have to announce these things as well. Right. Right. And yeah. And so, and Evie at first was concerned the fact that she was even like leaving her tribe right before tribal um and so Deshaun chooses to risk it Evie plays it safe uh they get back and I was really having a um Sarah Lucina moment Evie was reminding me of Sarah Lucina uh Kagian Right at that merge vote where Sarah felt as though the vote, the decision was in her hands and she had all the power and she ended up going home. Um, mm. I don't know. Evie just reminded me of that a little bit when she knew when she got back, uh, the girls were basically saying Xander without like question. And like, you know, she really had all of this power. She's connecting with Deshaun on the other tribe. She still is making Xander feel like he is with her. She's got the girls. So I don't know. It just reminded me of Sarah Lucina. Um, and so I got a question about Evie. Okay. Do you, do you think that she overshared when she was on the extra vote island with Deshaun? I, so, so, cause she gave, she gave him all the info, right? Like she, was there anything that she withheld? No. And so I mean, my, she overshared. I, so here's the thing. If I am Deshaun, no, you did not overshare. <laughs> However, if I'm Deshaun, it does lead me to believe like, I don't know. And I guess this is like my issue with survivor and maybe why I didn't do too well on it, but like say it again for the people in the back. Listen, don't do that. Um, because it's like you want to find somebody and you want to like share information, but I do feel like it should be a gradual thing. Like mm. let's barter trust. Let right. me like show that I can trust you. If I just come out spilling all the tea, mm. you know, in the words of Shan with Brad, how do I not know you're not going to spill all the tea about me? So I feel like it could leave like Deshaun could be a hundred percent in with Evie or he could be like, wow, she just gave me all this information. Right. Ain't nothing in life for free. So w- right. what's the, what's the catch? So I don't know. Further, if, if, if you're sharing all this stuff with Deshaun, now he has a lot of power that can be used against you post, post, right. uh, merge. So he can, if, if, if Ed, now she's on the hot mess tribe, if a few of them make it past the merge, Deshaun can then say, yo, she sold all y'all to me. Like she right. gave me all of your dirt. How do you trust her? So I think Deshaun, I think Deshaun 
and his new new knowledge is very powerful for him. I think opening up some of those doors is good from Evie, but man, she said she shared a lot with him. No, for sure. And I feel like it could be their downfall. I think hot take. I think her sharing that information with Deshaun will be her downfall down the line. I mm, and now I want to. I don't want to predict too much, but I agree. So we she gets back to camp. Uh, Xander and Voce are feeling like you know Evie is with them. Uh, they're going to vote Tiffany, and you know the Liana and Tiffany and Evie are like, listen, it's Xander now. However, Miss mm. Tiffany, Tiffany. Okay, she was giving me a little Abby Maria a little bit. Woo! Okay, because she was like, "No, we, I was cracking up." No, what, what, what's that weird thing Xander said at the at the tribal? How do I know it's not activated? No, mm-hmm. I mean, but here's the thing, though. Although she was being paranoid, she was being smart, though. That, I'm not gonna lie, that's real. That's that, real. Like she was being smart, yep. but she was being paranoid because that. They were like, we we literally read the parchment. It's not activated. Yes, yeah, like, <laughs> well, how do you know? How do you know? Exactly. You it's literally like, Wendell, I read it. It's not. How do you know? Wendell. You read, I read it. it. Maybe you misread. Right, right. You don't know. Maybe it's all dead. maybe the activation power is activated. <laughs> So yeah, she she was doubling and and triple checking, and like she was she was making sure that despite everyone being sure that it wasn't activated, she wanted to be a thousand percent sure. But also, um, and listen, Evie and Liana were over it, so almost mm-hmm. to the point where it was like, is Evie going to sway back to the boys? Now this is also something that in my mind, um, I thought of Tiffany during this, um. And again, I understand your paranoia gets the best of you, uh, but it really, for me, showed how much power Tiffany has in Liana and Evie. Mm. You know, because the fact that she was, one, able to switch the vote, the fact that, two, she's able to be that, like, paranoid with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I could be paranoid in my head and be standing right next to you and won't say a thing. But the fact that, like, she felt that comfortable with the girls mm-hmm. to be like, <laughs> like, really kind of is like, she's comfortable with these girls. Question. The, Tiffany is a very loyal ally to these women. So, um, one thing that, that I was talking to Dom about uh, after shout our season. Dom. Shout out Dom. He was saying how it's important to relinquish power to someone else at certain points in the game and to not continually um, just just flex your power at all times. Okay. So in this case, very early in the game, if an Evie and a Liana are just like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I mean, the three of us are strong. We're, we're getting rid of Voce and Xander in any particular order as we go through the game. If we go to tribal, you know what? Let's just let's throw Tiffany a bone. We'll we'll go with her. She seems paranoid as ever right now. We'll go with her to stay safe, and it's maybe it'll it should pay dividends down the line because she is so locked in with us. So nope. maybe it's just a, maybe it's not Tiffany having such sway, but more so them like you know what she's bugging out right now. Let's just give her this one. Let me ask you this. Go on. How many tribals we've been at that Tiffany didn't get her way? Mm. 
just just food for thought. Uh, so uh, I'm just saying, I I guess what or, I'm trying to say. Okay, did Tiffany get her way, or Tiffany got away last tribal? Because I think. No, she she was it was it Tiffany's way or was yes. it was Evie like nah we're getting out no okay. Liana came and said that Abraham was coming for her she said you coming for me I'm coming for you so boom she got Abraham out okay, okay. she okay. swayed the vote for Voce and I just hope that this does not uh, inflate Tiffany's confidence mm. because it could be problematic moving forward yeah yeah well. Like I said, this tribe is the hot mess tribe. Right. But we love Tiffany. I love watching her. But so, yes. <laughs> so we get the tribal. Mm-hmm. Really not. You know, they they edited really good early on. We knew it wasn't going to be Xander because like his name was just floating out there too early on. Uh, I thought it could still be Xander. I was hoping not, though. I was really hoping not. I was. I Listen, I had. To, I was really hoping not. Right. So we're in tribal. Jeff, what's up with Jeff's voice, Bryce? Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? What oh. happened to it? He needed some lozenges or he needed some tea. Have you ever seen um, what's the movie with Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Bumpy Johnson? I think it's Harlem Nights. Godfather Hood- Harlem? No, Hoodlum. <laughs> and there's this character it. on there that has a voice like this. His name was Whispers. <laughs> That's who Jeff was giving me when I was watching the episode. I wanted to throw a throat lozenger at Jeff. I yeah, wanted they him to hook them up. I wanted him to clear. I wanted him to let me clear my throat. Uh, okay, I wanted him to drink some water. I wanted him to bequeath <laughs> that frog in his throat. <laughs> I wanted him to gargle with some salt water. He needed it. I wanted him to open up a coconut with a machete and drink the coconut milk. I wanted him to take the beware idol. (laughs) And do what with it? (laughs) And say the phrase that maybe it would clear his throat. He needed a Ricola. I wanted (laughs) I wanted Jeff to go to No Choice Island and risk the vote. For what? To clear his throat. <laughs> he needed a halls of medicine. Okay. I need, I, Jeff needs some Robitussin. He needed to take some fire tokens to CBS. <laughs> okay. I like, I like, I like, I, I don't know why, like, you ever hear somebody that like scratch their throat, like, mm-hmm. you ever know somebody that do that? That like, yep. it drives me. That. Drives me, oh my, he has done that. Drives me insane. Somebody scratching on the scratchboard. Jeff's voice. And the fact that, like, you're not going to address it. Mm. He just, he just kept, he, he's the ultimate host. He just kept it moving. Whoo! I couldn't focus on nothing else. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. So, Jeff is losing his voice, but he's still he's soldiering on. He's he's muscling up. He's getting through it. Um, and Tiff says, I think her, one of her quotes or something she said was she wanted to bank on her social alliances. Um, Xander gets it when they when they go to vote. Xander gets in the booth and he gets a piece of paper that says until all three idols have been found, <laughs> you cannot vote. <laughs> Head back to your seat. And that, and that was another thing that like, again, why I would not reveal that 
to my alliance is that like it it renders you powerless if they think you have a vote Mm -hmm. at least you can still like i don't know i guess it would be a hard lie to keep up um but like I don't know if I would share that. But again, he yeah. he's with his closest alliances, uh, allegedly. But sorry, continue. My yeah, bad. Well, my, <laughs> my my thought is I'm I'm thinking about this. If this is the way that they get idols this season, this you is, can keep you can keep them. No, no, this is good. This is no, I'm good. Think about. How Put it I, back. No, I'm putting it back idols, in the tree. I don't want it. Raining, idols aren't raining on people. This is like you really need. You really need to do some work to get an idol right now. And it's I'm contingent good. on other people. This isn't um, somebody. This isn't Tony just running around and, <laughs> and all night and finding an idol. This isn't just contingent on certain a certain type of person finding an idol. This is, hey, if you find this, now there's an extra step. And now it costs you something that is that is very expensive. It takes a very uh, it, it costs a very high price because you're losing your vote until the other people find it, which could be a while right and another thing that i love okay me a third boot somebody first out and i'm gonna say that all the time one thing what i do love about that idol is that it really shakes it up because like you know you could really think that you're going home and the fact like it just real like it changes the probability of the option so much and think about it like also you can get up there and roll a dice and how much more rolling like you rolling the dice mm-hmm. you don't even vote about so that that's dice, about right that dice though like what's so expensive about this idol is not only does xander have to put a target on him on himself by announcing things in front of all the castaways at the challenge not only um does he not have a vote <laughs> that night on a tribe of five already mm. but he can't even not only does he have an extra vote that he can't use in his pocket, but he can't roll his dice. He can't put his die his die in that bag because he lost his vote for that night. So oh, I didn't even not, think about that. You can't even barter your vote to to have a one in six shot of remaining. So this idol might come at too much of a cost. Right. That's that's a lot. Like it's a lot. And like I said, I'ma put it back. Okay. <laughs> You can have it. There, there are no refunds, Bryce. And I wonder if he really could just wrap it back up and put it back <laughs> in the thing <laughs> and hide, rehide it and rehide it. What's I don't this? want it. Yeah, it's a it's a hefty price tag. And now that he can't vote, what happens if um, if nobody finds the other item? Right, you go through the whole season. However, that also is oh, something that you can put on your resume to build your resume up if the fact that you can make it this far in the game without even having a vote. Mm. I'm just saying. So, listen, I don't know what y'all think about 41, but I'm in it, okay? <laughs> I'm in it, and we yeah. there are still so many characters that we haven't even got to see or to talk right. to, Um, and so I don't know if that means they're going deep, or I don't know if next week is day week, but one thing's for certain, two things for sure, you can catch up on Bryce and Wynn's take on Survivor 41. Wendeezy, thank you so much for coming and recapping episode two, question mark three with us. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to mention Voce was voted off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're My still bad. getting the hang of this thing. <laughs> My bad. 
let's go quickly. Voce was voted off. He was, uh, I thought he could have been a cool, almost like villainous character this season. Um, but sadly his, his run was cut short. Voce's the third boot. Okay. Listen, ain't nothing wrong with the third boot. Voce is greener on the other side. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, and then, and, and I had one more question for you before we wrap up, Bryce. Um, what do you, what do you think about hot mess Yasa? Do you think they're going to continue to get decimated? And do you think we will see any, will there be any swaps? There absolutely. This is reminding me of Kagian, brain, brawn, and beauty. And Yasa is giving me brain. brain. And we know that they, I ultimately, did they go down to three people or four people? I think they will do another challenge. Um, and if they lose after that challenge, I do think there will be a tribe swap, but I am curious to see what the tribe swap will be. Uh, like, oh, would it be a swapping and we're creating two tribes, but listen, they keep saying this is the hardest season ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would we go keep it at three? Like, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. So it would be interesting to see. I'm definitely tuned and locked and loaded. As am I for next week's episode. So you can catch us next week. It's Bryce and Wynn. We out. Peace. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep it the menu rolling. Keep it rolling. And we are back this week. Okay, giving you the GVO with a little reasonably shady. Yes, we are back this week covering the Real Housewives of Potomac. And woo, do we have some bombshells to get to. So without further ado, I want to welcome my GVO girl who also happens to be reasonably shady. And I am also... A low budget mama. So oh, that is Hello. true. That is, that is very true. I believe when you came to Philadelphia, we spent like <laughs> a week here. We went thrift store shopping and baby Hello. was racking up for the kids. So you would Let definitely be a low budget a, mama. A LBM. Okay. okay. But listen, the lie detector says the lie detector test determined we seen the House Hunter episode. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm low budget when it comes to some stuff, but some stuff, you know, I blow the budget on. But okay. yeah, I mean, Listen. like, I ain't nothing wrong with being low budget, baby. You can't look. Ain't okay. nothing wrong with that. Listen, listen. So, uh, go, go, I feel go. a lot of kind of ways about. Listen, about, I first of all, listen. First of all, I was like dreading recording this episode with you because mm. I was like, oh my god. 
I'm going to have to walk back some things that I may have said months ago. Oh. And I um I don't even have time to just to get into it with you, but Baby. I am a man of my word. And oh. if I'm wrong, I will say it. But so so many triggers for me in this episode. Like mm. I have never wanted to wade into a <sighs> fight so much. It, it, mm. uh, but the, this low budget mama thing it just mm. got my effing goat. Listen, so listen, let's start at reasonably shady. Okay. 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 So All right. Okay. Robin and Giselle announced that they are having their podcast um, and they decided to have it at Hotel Giselle. Well, um, on the patio, the patio of Hotel Giselle, you know, the patio is an indoor hotel. outdoor experience. Okay. <laughs> listen, Bravo just be so shady with like, <laughs> Why do y'all like first of all because Bravo could have chose not to show her house at all like you know it really could have just showed where they had the event at on the side of her house and it could have been cute correct but that is not in the storyline is everybody is talking about how they they stepping over construction and couples cobblestones and such so they couldn't ignore it. it was it was kind of funny. Her, the setup was beautiful. So as much little shade as they throw about Hotel Giselle or whatever, her house is going to be beautiful. Right. And, and listen, her little setup was cute. I agree. And it's her home. She owns it. She not renting. She not going back and forth from Virginia to Maryland. You know, she's in Potomac. So I ain't mad at it. Um, I did not agree with her when she was originally uh, wanted to invite Lindsay and Karen and did not and want tell to them let they had them. to pee in the bushes. Chat. Well, first of all, you know, we are one to not be far strangers from popping the squat outside. Okay. Correct. The Maqua dumps. Okay. Wonk, wonk. Right. Um, uh, but she was real wrong. But but then it was funny because, you know, the green, the other green eye bandit talked her out of it. And then she had the nerve to mention it. Like, just shut the hell up, right, girl. Right. Like, why? I'm like, Giselle being messy. Now, they announced that their podcast was picked up by, I think it was like Radio 1, TV 1, and then the Black Enterprise. I Heart really Radio. successful. Um, I Heart... Oh, okay, come on, listen. Um, so, Karen arrived, and listen, I listen, I might hate on the Grand Dame, but listen, if you are going to launch a candle, baby, you better have it ready when the cameras are rolling, and you better bring it to an event that all the girls are there, and you better come up late, and you better be like, oh, I'm so sorry, but I wanted to give the installment of La Dame. It's a rollout. I was, it's okay, a rollout. I, listen, I was here for the rollout, okay? It was the very nice. <laughs> exactly, because it's very whole nice. room. Yes. Um, I loved the game that they played, reasonable or shady. I thought it was very clever. Um, and I also thought it was great because, you know, a lot of the times, uh, people in this, the group, their group circle, they say that, like, oh, you're talking behind my back or you're saying something behind my back. So I loved the idea of like bringing up different topics that maybe have caused a fight between the group and having the group decide. I really liked that discussion esque, although it was like somewhat shady, but I liked the fact that it's like, okay, we're going to do it in front of your face. What are your thoughts? So I really liked the game. I thought it was cute. I thought it kept it, you know, very light and casual and gave people an opportunity to say how they felt about things that it came come up without arguing, uh, rehashing the situation over again. So I liked it. 
Right. My only critique was that I wish Giselle would have given an example about her life. It seemed like, you know, we went on Wendy and I feel like I, I wish she would have had a question if like if you take your baby daddy back and he does you wrong uh, is it reasonable for your girls to talk about it or is it shady like I wish she would have like you know because the, the critique on Giselle is that she is always in everybody's business and none about her own and I think that this although this game was really great and constructive I think that that element was missing Yes, but she's not that forward thinking to to think about. I mean, let's be honest. Come on now. She ain't she ain't trying to do all that. That required too much damn thought. Come on. Get on yeah. that. Yeah. And it for me just really uh towards the end, they brought up the Wendy situation about like if there are cheating rumors, uh, is it reasonable or shady? And of course, Wendy got very defensive and Wendy and Robin got into it. And um I like I just really think that Wendy doesn't have necessarily a reason to be mad at just at Robin, but because Robin is Giselle's best friend, Wendy's just throwing her shade. And I don't like that because for me, it just, it shows me like Wendy, you're not as secure as like you want to show the world. In my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm personally getting tired of, and this is what Wendy does is that basically she just try to go hard on everybody. So nobody says anything to her that like it's, it just gets old. So that's my thing. It gets old. And I agree with Robin that like, it's to the point where nobody can even say anything to her. And it's, right. it's very annoying. Yeah. I, like Zen Wen ain't a friend of Zen Wen. Candace was late to the reasonably shady party. However, I believe a question might have been asked. Is it rude um, or not to ask someone's mom about the finances? Uh, so the girls were rehashing it and Candace came in. Um, they Ugh. said that they were talking about it and Candace and Mia get into a back and forth a little bit. Uh, Mia called her event low budget because okay. it was <laughs> it, you know it it was it was and, and ain't and nothing wrong with it sorry I ain't mean, nothing wrong with it, being low budget it was so I mean I could see how and why Candace would get offended by it but it's like okay and then Candace ultimately goes in and says that Mia's mom is low budget now we'll kind of sort of table that because that is for GVO but what was interesting mm-hmm. to me during this reasonably shady was that Mrs. Scala seemed that she just finally found her voice and it seems like Miss Scala takes a lot of her frustration out because like I was on the fence of Mrs. Scala okay like you know I wasn't sure how I felt about her but I think on the reasonably shady episode I made up my mind that I don't like a Scala because I feel like she's going extremely hard in the direction of Wendy and I feel like well why don't you carry that same energy towards Giselle or Robin like it's like you're going after an easy target and I don't like well, that she's Robin. she's Robin's friend did you not read the caption I mean so. listen child anybody could be anybody's friend when it comes to these shows uh, ex Portia and her mm. current fiance mm. 
They they was more than friends, honey. But yeah, so they don't give Ascala any character development. So you never know what she's doing or why. Even though we did find out that Ascala has two kids under two, okay. two, I think, right? But like they give her no character development. So like I just Who don't cares? even pay At attention to her. Yeah. I can't I'm, I'm, like I can't because I don't know what the hell she's talking about or why she there or you know, so she just be saying stuff randomly and she does look cute all the time. No, I will give her that. She does look cute. But I also feel like maybe, and mind you, this is like, you know, my own hypothesis, is that mm. I feel like at this point in the season, I think a Scala <laughs> might have realized they might that be. That she wasn't going to make it. The, like they might be get they they might be promoting like you know because at this point when they're all you you know I've told you this before at this point when they're all like uh filming they don't make a decision as to who was going to be considered a, a housewife or a friend of the show but um I th- and like literally they find out weeks before uh the show airs so um. Yeah, and like I guess Survivor, you, I when guess they you, tell you they when they, they they don't make the final decision whether you um made this cast or not until they right. ready to lead a plane. Right. Very much that. so. And but I'm feeling like at this point Ascala may have had some inclination that they were going with Mia. Uh because it just seems like you come in hot, real heavy for no reason. Um, and so any, any comments? Yeah, I think she, yeah, no, I think I agree. I think she knows at this time that she's not going to be, um, on the show. Um, but you know, she's doing her best. She got, she, you know, rustled yeah, up no. her little boyfriend for the boot trip, you know? Yeah. I, husband, I ain't mad, you know. Is, is that her husband? See, I didn't I, even know that. I read the caption. Can continue to play your role as Scala. Okay. Continue to clap back on Twitter because she do be clapping back at the girls on Twitter. But here's my thing, baby. A Twitter beef does not land you a housewife status. So keep it cute, Ascala, and maybe you could come back as a friend of the show next season. Anyway, now, because my she got me real hot, and we about to go into GVO, good vibes only, but it's really good vibes obscute. I really didn't even pay that much attention to Ascala. Like, she's totally background for me. Oh, okay. Listen. Sorry. So, oh, she, like, she uh, don't even merit nothing. Ooh. Okay. Well, last, lastly, before we close out on reasonably shady, Wendy extends a trip to the ladies, a couple's trip. And we clearly know this is targeted at Giselle and it's a get back at Giselle. Um, and it's very obvious. And for me, I don't like, sh- like that. Like, it's like, I mean, I get it because. I mean, it is reasonably shady, so I can't be mad. Like, you know, if they people want to get dirty, you got to play on a level field. So actually, when I think about it, I am mad at this somewhat of a power move that Wendy pulled to have a couple uh, vacation. And she invites all the girls and, you Mm -hmm. know, she says everyone's husbands. And then when it gets to Robin, (laughs) I think she says like your partner or if Juan is available. And for Giselle, she's like, you'll be there with your suitcase. I don't see the problem. <laughs> so what's it's, the problem? Okay, listen. Right, and what's the problem? You, you know what it's given. But so we start this episode <laughs> GVO, okay? They getting ready to go on a trip. Mind you, uh, Giselle then sent a, a, a message in the group chat that basically was like, mind you, and when she was reading it out loud, it didn't sound like she proofread it, okay? Because mind you, her friend that was doing her hair was like, was you like, sent it? Yeah, he was like, mm-hmm. okay. 
That was funny. She says she does not feel welcome from the host and she's not going. Wendy does not respond. Zen Wen responds. And Ooh. Zen Wen says some Zenny Wenny type stuff. Like, the purpose of the trip is for love and life and we want all of the girls to get along. We hope to see you there. And child, Robin, first of all, Robin this whole season, but real hot on these group text messages, okay? <laughs> I kind of like Robin and her fire on the group message. But, like, honestly, Giselle shouldn't have come. They would, I mean, the girl was real damn rude in inviting her. And I can see why she didn't want to come. Right. Sounds, sounds right to me. Uh, Robin said, th- "Robin said, thanks for coming to the reasonably shady uh, podcast loss. Podcast launch. Enjoy your trip, ladies. So, that's it. That's, that's it. We see Candace. Uh, first of all, another shady thing that Bravo has done this season. I'm not sure if anyone else has picked up on it, but y'all know I pick up on all the reasonably shady edits. And this reasonably shady edit comes to Candace's husband, Chris. Anytime that we see Chris, that he has been in their new home. He's always drinking and they do a very interesting way of like, if y'all go back and rewatch this episode, when we first see Candace and Chris, they zoom in on his glass for like four seconds. And I, I did don't not know if, notice that, yes, but that but is th- interesting. Think about it. Remember, remember when Dot called on the first episode, what was Chris doing? And she was like, drinking? Maybe the man just like to have I a mean, nice but cocktail. I feel there. like they are. And mind you, they always it's always it's foreshadowing. And whenever they bring up his drinking, they always say, uh, "You drinking this early?" So I really do feel like the editing is somewhat playing into the storyline of, dare I say, riding the coattails or like you know quitting your job that. Dot spilled the tea on a couple of episodes back, but Candace and Chris divulge into this um, conversation where Candace says that, oh, you know, Mia said my uh, video was low budget and, you know, she would have the nerve to ask my mom whether or not you're on the payroll. So, now, I, now, you let me know when I can talk about Candace. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, because, like, okay. I have... Okay, so, first of all, like, she gets her panties in a knot about everything. She act like Mia was the one, but you can see clearly it was Dot talking to everybody. Okay. Okay. And then Dot talking about, I don't really know what I said. Okay, okay. Dot, favorite freaking conversation. So don't blame that girl. And and again, what it is, is you can't talk to your mama like that because she slapped you upside your mouth with a freaking purse. Ooh. So, and remember who said that last, remember who said that last season. Right. Right. So, um, so you taking out the anger that is misplaced that you want to put on your mama. And Dare you I say her. projection? Ooh. Projection. Oh that little projection. Look, the uh, two things that kind of just bothered that uh, three 
that bothered the hell out of me was her projection, um, her talking about um, the low budget mama and couldn't get off uh, of that. And then telling the girl she needed to go to therapy. I'm like, oh, my God, this is all you. Yes. Projecting. Yes. yes. I was like, you have mama issues. So, A, when people talk about your mom, they are not talking about your mom. They're they talking, talking about, about the mom that they know. No, okay. no, 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 no I, not only that, but I'm saying like when she was, when that lady brought up your mom or when anybody bring up Candace's mom, they never say dot a hoe, a dot this, a dot right. that. They're, they're talking about the relationship that you have with your mom. Your mom pays for stuff. That don't, that's not insulting mm. your mom. That's insulting you. Okay. Mm. Nobody, t- and she took it there. And because she is has run out of words because it hurts her so deeply and she does and not know what to do. Every every insult she lobbies is actually yeah. one of her insecurities. Wide and ass, wide feet, big wide feet. Face, and mind you, let me big, tell you something like, that bothers me about that big feet comment. I really feel like it is, and I don't know whether or not she is actually um meaning this but tell me if you feel like I'm like stretching but I I really feel like when she says those comments to Mia uh, I really feel like transphobic from Candace like I really feel like yeah she's trying to say oh you're not womanly you're not womanly because you have big feet and you're a big Well, yeah, like, so what? So what? First of all, I'm low budget and I got big feet and I and I ain't never, you know, had anything to do with my me being a woman or not. So that's the thing, because she is tiny and she is petite. That's the attributes that she puts on it. But uh, all the things that she says and, and then she's always just jumping to these low cuts. Yeah. Like, it's can like we gear it's, up to yes. the low cuts? Jesus. It's. Mm, it's- uh, 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 oof, I feel you but let's gear up to this fight um, and before we even get back sorry I gotta go real quick back to Reasonably Shady uh, oh another God. favorite part of Reasonably Shady's uh, podcast event was Karen Huger baby she had just got her vaccine <laughs> a, a vaccination her vaccination okay girl and, uh, she was loopy it it was the editing for me so I just had to mention that because that was hilarious um, also, well not only that but I'd like to sign up for my Karen Huger drunk call okay listen Listen, you get a spicy, bricey drunk call every now and then again. So that I think is that true, you, and I love I them. think that you are more than uh, well <laughs> with that, okay? Because, baby, during this pandemic, with my happy hours on the porch, okay, I'll like be calling call you on phone Friday list. afternoon because uh, I know it's something going on. What you do? I'm bringing in my plans. Oh, and then oh like, wait. <laughs> oh, did, did we talk on Friday? Yes, we oh. did. told me you were bringing in your plans. No, I was. I was. I was. I was. Mm-hmm. I was. I oh yes I had a couple cocktails and I brought <laughs> exactly. in my house plants yes uh, that's funny because I did not remember talking to you because yeah I was baby I know, no I know that's what made it good <laughs> um so that's <laughs> that actually is hilarious because uh, I'm like wait what are you talking about Friday we didn't talk Friday no but we actually did okay so back to this shady trip GVO okay uh Wendy and her husband arrived first next is Mia and G and baby if last time that Hello. we talked about Real Housewives Potomac, baby, if we had dot on our tip of our tongues, baby, mm. this week is J. 
look, these friends and these extracurricular people they be bringing in just be making the show. Because G, first of all, I love G's spirit. He's very reminiscent of Thomas Peter before he became, uh, before he started getting into women's business. Patricia, before he became Patricia. Right. You stay so, in these women's business. Stop acting like a... <laughs> okay. That is... That is a classic. Okay. But I I love that G is self secure that it is clear that somebody is trying to get his go and, you know, talk and he could, he could, he could, you know what? He feels like his woman can understand himself. I love their relationship. I love the security of their relationship. And it's just funny to see other people like try to tear them down, but honey, they know what they got. Okay. Uh, I mean, allegedly. So here's the thing. G reminds me of my stepdad, not in all of those ways, Uh-oh. but oh, G reminds me of, okay. He reminds me of my stepdad in the sense of like, when you meet them, they are one way. And like, for the most part, they are. But like, you know, my favorite part of the holidays with my mom and John is, listen, we like to turn up. We like to take shot, like, you know, and John turns into this like party animal that net like. So that is the similarities that I see in G and John. However... G was making me uncomfortable. I'm coming, that, I'm coming to Christmas over. Yes, listen, we throw it down, okay? One year, I swear, I swear for Jesus. First of all, my mom <laughs> drunk me to bed, okay? First, it was like it was about four o'clock in the morning that I tiptoe up the steps, and literally, my mom came upstairs and was like, "You want to take another shot?" I'm like, "Girl, oh, I got no bar." And then it was crazy because the next, like, that was four o'clock. The next morning at like nine o'clock, she downstairs cooking breakfast. I'm like, oh, <laughs> honey, Miss Mamas. Barb was definitely giving Karen Huger that night. Um, yes, but that's like random. Our holiday traditions is like, we literally, like, me, my mom, and John, around Christmas Eve or like the night before Christmas Eve, because we always have a big party. Uh, we take shots. And uh, we play old music, like we play the Whispers, we play Gladys mm. Knight, we play the mm. Supremes, we play um, Phyllis Hyman, and my dream mm. is like literally like our. First of all, I be jamming. Like we, first of all, we all be jamming, and John always be like, because I have, I always hook my phone up to his Bluetooth speaker that he has. He's always like, how do you do that? How, how do you, how you, John? <laughs> so then it's like he always John's told me, just trying to be hip to the technology. Okay, right. don't be messing with John. Yeah. Play, play Frankie Beverly Bryce. I'm like, oh God. But anyway, they all be jams. Anyway, back to G. He was letting loose, a, like it, it was getting very much uncomfortable. But what that, it's the, it's the irony for me. And the of fact what? that, okay. I'm listening because I thought me, G, I, G No, but listen, listen, to, okay. listen to this setup that I'm about to tell you, okay? So, Mia is there with her husband. G's cutting up. Everybody's finding it somewhat funny. Uh, every time a new person comes in, then Candace and Chris came in. They were cutting up. We know that Candace was being shady, throwing little slide marks in there, but whatever. Then the scholar showed up, and um, they all kept warning that G's drunk. But how funny is it that... They went upstairs, Escala, Candace, and Wendy, and all started talking about G. Now, isn't this ironic that at the, what we say, low-budget video shoot, when Mia was talking to your mother, they couldn't do that. But you guys can go upstairs and have a Ponderosa about G and like, mm, it's looking very hypocritical to me. What do you think? 
I didn't like that little powwow. I didn't like the little powwow. I thought that maybe they tried to take Candace aside to tell her to shut the F up about right. saying it about her mom. Say but it, like, your mom. Right. But the thing was like, and this is where really just like she turned me all the way off. Mm. Is that like, no, both her and Wendy, and I think she's trying to copy herself at, at, after Wendy. Nobody can get a word out. And it's very annoying very annoying that you can't even yeah. get a word out without them getting so nasty and defensive yeah and kudos to Mia because although I, I know everything that face. Sorry. okay listen listen I know that I although she is saying very hurtful things and Mia is letting it roll off of her back I know that it bothers her. So I, I just have to say a kudos to her because during that bedroom scene, like, you know, she let it roll off. She kept it cute. She kept it smiling. Like, you know, at every chance she continued to try to let it roll off her back. And this is where I, my, my point of it, it, it really is bringing me back to Monique Samuels last season. Oh my God. And so that's I, exactly what I was thinking. That, I was like, this is why you got drug. I hate to be like condone it like is. any kind of physical it violence. Is. This is why you got your ass drug all up and it down. It is. It is. And, and you this know is what? why it Karen may- was not on your side and them other people wasn't on your side. Cause I'd have been like, you know, yeah, she shouldn't have hit you. But guess what? Shut the and, fuck up. Right. And it's funny because Monique kept saying to her, you're going to meet somebody who's go-, like, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like literally she's doing the exact same thing that she did to Monique to Mia. However, Mia isn't going to give her what she wants. So Candace feels is, like, oh, I can rah, 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 rah. But it, I was really just being like oh do I need to walk back everything that I said about Monique because literally when they then the conversation escalated to the kitchen and you know go get your pimp go get Nightwalker first of all now now you are throwing jabs at actual first of all you know people are actually sex workers and like that's that, what like, I was going to say that's like, how, first of all that is a legitimate occupation so that also pissed me off. Like, who are you to judge other people and what they do to make money? Like, it's a lot of people who don't agree with what you do on TV to make money and think it's sleazy or whatever. But that is your right. So don't try to downplay. So what? She was a stripper. So what if somebody is a sex worker? That's their choice. And I, that also pissed me off. She didn't understand. I, so I want to say that she is so naive and inexperienced that she didn't realize that she basically tore her ass with a lot of people. Like you don't, you know, saying low budget, saying sex worker, night walker, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Go get people, your pimp. Right. You know what? First of all, human trafficking is not a joke. Okay. Not funny. Okay. So, because pimps be beating people ass. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you something. And it's not a joke. These are these, you know, girls who are out here 15 years old who have no choice and are on the street and are controlled by a pimp. And I know this is supposed to be like light entertainment. No, no. I I was thinking it there too. I like, oh, it was just really irking and like the fact that these women uh i.e zen Wen, i.e karen let this beraidment go on for so long well, i think they tried to jump in but, no. but this is the thing the point is when you go there and when you go deep and when you go hard a lot of times you get very inappropriate so the fact that wendy 
and um, La Mama drive back is sitting up here, you know, throwing these things out that are homophobic, that are racist, that are classist, that are just, you know, stank topics to, to pinch upon, to, to touch upon. You just need to stay away from them. And right. the fact that that's your go to all the time just makes you look like an asshole. And they keep trying to say, Mia, oh, all you do is talk about business. All you do like, uh excuse me like y'all mad at that and like Mia said what about women empowerment and Miss Escala girl another opportunity you going at oh, Mia oh yeah cause talking like, about um, that she's called them um, some bitches or something but this yeah. is the thing I, at this point in time Mia has like taken it so much on so the chin, yes, yes. Yeah, so, so because she is just trying to like walk it off, and she says a little snide comment, give her that because she done been called everything but a child of Jesus up in this thing. Her family has been insulted, so I'll let that slide. See, that's the thing. If you say an asshole thing every once in a while, I can let it slide. If every time something come out of your mouth is an asshole, transphobic, racist thing, then no, I can't let it slide. Guess what? That's no longer just you getting mad. That's your fucking personality okay and miss Ascala, if i recall back at the last trip i think you tried to call giselle and robin out for ganging up or body shaming wendy so i think it's so ironic Ascala, that you would sit on that bedroom when wendy just brought up you know she didn't tell them but she brought up the sensitive topic about Mia's mom and y- y'all still wanted to berate her Miss Ascala friend right, of the show been, y'all should have been giving that lady hugs and been like you know that bitch is wrong that's what they should have been doing and like I, I don't it, it, this episode actually just pissed me off yeah it, it really triggered me because I again I don't condone violence listen I don't condone violence I listen. I don't have to leave. Uh, listen, I've been one known to toss a salad or two, but let's just say this: <laughs> Candace would have got more than a salad tossed in her face, and she would have kept saying, "My mama." And you mm. could see the change in Mia when Mia was like, "Okay, I'm getting ready to go to the next level." And thank God it was Mia Thornton and not Monique Samuels, because we all saw what happened when you took Monique to that place and the barn. Drag me, drag me, and you got dragged. Now, mind you, I'm still a fan of Candace, and what I will say is, mm-hmm. the last two episodes, every time Candace has come into the picture, it's really been very freaking messy. Mm-mm. I can't even believe you playing her song. I will listen because it's called "Calls a Scene," and when I was listening to the words, I actually think in this song. She's taking shots at Mia. Mm. But yeah, Candace, I, I, who, Candace, this was not a great episode for you. And like you said before, it's your personality. Like this, this is a pattern. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pattern. And and then it's just so funny to her to hear her say you need to go to therapy. You're projecting with that stupid projecting hand motion. Like at this point in time, I don't really see anything of value that Candace is bringing to the show except Dot. Eh, what true I mean she is very Cynthia Bailey-esque and we all know the announcement has been made that Cynthia Bailey uh you know she wrote this long beautiful letter after much prayer and thought she has decided that she is not returning this next season girl they didn't extend your contract okay like let's call the thing a thing 
And we know but Portia. After prayer and some reflection. Okay, girl. <laughs> girl, just lucky you've been on here for 10 years, okay? Because like Nene said six years ago. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know. For me, uh, Atlanta hasn't been pulling its weight in a minute. It hasn't. And mind you, I know this is a real housewives of Potomac talk, but baby, I saw a tweet the other day from Kim daughter from Kim's daughter Brielle Bierman she said no Nene no Phaedra no Kim what's the point of R-H-O-A and listen not not one lie was told um, I liked Phaedra. She kept it interesting. Oh, you're right. All those three people what, kept it what's interesting. The, what's the point? Like, and like, we're expecting Candy to carry the show with, like, you yeah, know, I'm good on Atlanta. Been good on Atlanta since last year. But anyway, back to Real Housewives of Potomac. Next was, week, we find week, out hey, hey. what happened with the tossing of the salads. Oh. Whose salad got tossed? Oh. And it looks in the previews as though Giselle and Robin show up. It looks like they was like, you know what? We not going to let Wendy cut us out of camera time. Because I don't know. Cause you contract. know what? Because you, you know, know their contracts be set up by episodes. Okay. I was about to say, don't show up, don't get paid. Well, listen to that. No, no call, that, no show. No call, no show. But, you know, they do get, you know, they are contracted per episode. So if you don't appear in an episode for a certain amount of time, you don't get paid. And that is a lot of the the drama surrounding housewives. You hear like the bigger named housewives like be like, oh, I'm not filming with her. With and her. So, yeah. It, I hate it, when they say that. You know, and it, they're trying to. Deeper, cut them out. Right. And it's deeper than that. They're really trying to get at they like their pockets. Yes. Yes. Because if you have no content, then they have nothing to choose from. Listen, and you know who's famous for doing that? Uh, Miss Kenya Moore. Uh, but anyway, listen, Real Housewife of Potomac is heating up. I'm so glad that we are covering this. Yeah, I had the same type of reaction towards this episode that you did. Yeah. I think you're saying that I was right. Uh, I didn't say that. I, I said I had the same type of reaction that you did. Well, I hope next episode we see more G, um, who's a cool <laughs> cucumber. Um, and I just love the vibe of the husbands. I have to say that. So I hope that husbands stay out of uh, women folk business Listen. and keep their vibe super cool. And there will be no more husbands cooler than when it was Greg Leakes, Peter, <laughs> Ap- Apollo. Yeah. And was there anybody else? And Todd. That for me. Oh, I like them. I did like them. That they were the cool people, in my opinion. I like them. I thought they were cool husbands. Um, I think Apollo was sort of a hothead, but he had bigger uh-huh. issues going on. And I felt uh-huh. like actually um the the husbands were a good influence on him. Oh, and Apollo, yes. And I love the fact that like Peter and Apollo are still friends. And um I think, you know, at Greg's homecoming uh, or celebration of life at Lanithia Lounge a couple of weeks ago, Apollo and his current fiance, who happens to be from Philly. Mm-hmm. So Apollo spends like 50 percent of his time in Philly. Uh, they were at the celebration of life. And so was Phaedra. I was like, oh, I wonder what that dynamic would have been like. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just the stuff that I'd be thinking about. But all right. Tune into us in two weeks and we will give you the another breakdown. Of yes. And before we go, I just okay. want to say, oh, my gosh, big brother, black winner. Hello. So shout out to 
Big brother matters. Yes. So I can't wait to talk about this more on our next episode. Thanks for having me on the Purple Pants Podcast. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? Might be me, might be you, might be. And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. And you know, listen, with Survivor back on, you know, everybody live tweeting, everybody on Instagram. Child, I try to be on live tweeting, you know, drinking my Tito's. And I'd be like, ooh, this is something good. Let me tweet it. And then 20 minutes, I go and look at it and child, I didn't spell four things wrong. I don't know what it is with me. I just like when I get excited and I'm live tweeting, baby boy don't proofread at all. So listen, if y'all follow me on the Twitters, y'all know. Y'all be like, ooh, baby boy, that don't even make sense. But you knew what I meant. <laughs> but so this week's freak of the week okay i don't know if she's ever been freak of the week but listen the freak of the week is none other than my survivor idol miss sari fields okay and if you follow sari on the instagram at sari underscore fields listen you know when survivor on sari don't lie tweet okay she live video and you know she always is giving her hot takes on survivor on her instagram main page and so i always crack up because listen i love the queen the queen can't do nothing wrong but it was hilarious after the first episode aired the two-hour premiere i guess her son Pooh, shout out to Pooh, because you know he a rapper too so listen if you like rap go stream Pooh. i think it's like Pooh honey or something sari's son uh he must have called her okay or text her and was like mom you flooding everybody instagram stories with these posts so then the next day, Sari made a, a video saying like, listen, guys, who is telling me I need to put these to my story and not my main page because I'm flooding everybody's IG feel. So she had a poll. But listen, Sari. You is freaking weak because listen, I live for Sari Fields to flood my Instagram. So I vote continue to post it on your main page because listen, that's you. It's authentic to yourself. Okay. I mean, listen, you could do it on a story. That wouldn't hurt. Or you could go live and just talk the whole episode. But listen, it's because it's how you've been doing it. I love it. So continue. Okay. So listen, this week when Survivor comes on and Sari start posting on videos to her Instagram page at Sari underscore feels, I need y'all to tag the baby boy and put the hashtag freak of the week. And y'all going to see why. Cause Sari is a legend and a queen. And I loves me some Sari fields. If Sari is the freak of the week, that means we are coming to an end of another amazing episode. Thank you guys so much for always tuning in each Tuesday to see what's going on with your baby boy. But listen, if you have not already, please make sure you subscribe to the Purple Pants Podcast. Okay, we're available on all podcast streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We are there. Hit the subscribe button, write a review, give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that listen, we are butterflies. Cause it's a, it's a 
It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants, it's the Purple Pants. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.